Hi, friend. I am Hi, so friend. excited <laughs> to be here with my friend, Colleen. I met Colleen and her beautiful family through the camps community that um, you have heard, you've heard us talk about before. Um, I love watching Colleen and, and her husband and their family just be a family. Um, the camps community is really that it's a community. And I love just, I love watching Colleen and her beautiful family. So you are welcome so Colleen. <laughs> <laughs> welcome Colleen. Can you, um, can you tell us a little about yourself? Sure. So I am obviously married. <laughs> I have two wonderful teenagers. Uh, Emily is 17 and Molly is going to be 15 on Saturday. Wow. Big party, yeah. 15, you know. Yeah. Um, they both go to Cardinal Spelman High School. They love it there. Um, and I am part of a large family, to say the least. Mm-hmm. So when I was little, probably about six months old, I was adopted. My birth mom was very young when she had me. She was 17 and she just couldn't take care of me. So one of her stipulations was that I be put into a family, a Catholic family. Mm. And it's kind of surprising because she's no longer Catholic now. (laughs) She's Baptist, but you know, whatever floats your boat. Um, But she is amazing. My birth mom's amazing. I look just like her. I act like her. So it's definitely DNA. But I was in, put it in with a family that is absolutely wonderful. My adopted mom and dad were beautiful people, are beautiful people. My dad passed away a year ago, February. And um, it was tough, you know, Mm. losing a parent. I, I I don't know how to describe it. Losing a parent is like a whole nother point of grief Mm. and um, having to care for my mom. I guess I didn't realize how much my dad actually did (laughs) to take care of my mom. Mm -hmm. So now we're discovering that Tim and I have to do everything that dad did. (laughs) Mm. So, you know. Um, but it has been beautiful and I love being close, getting closer to my mom. So my dad was really the one who instilled the faith with us. He was the one that brought us to religious ed. He was the one that said during Lent, we're going to go to mass every night because that's what they did during Lent. And dad Mm -hmm. was a big part of the rosary. So every Saturday morning, he would listen to the rosary over the radio. And when I have a picture, and I don't even know where the picture is now, I'm sure my mother has it, of my dad kneeling on the floor with his arms like in prayer position, Mm -hmm. saying the rosary, leaning against like a high back chair. And I am up underneath him and my hands are inside his hands. Wow. So... That was like my first foundation of my faith was Mm -hmm. just understanding about the prayers and what you do. And it probably, it definitely wasn't until I was in high school and actually the camps program. um, I was in youth group and Nick Morganelli was the youth leader and he's a fellow staff member. Mm -hmm. He said to me, you should come to camps. 
And I was like, uh, okay. So I go to camps and I had like this transformation. Mm. Like I knew my faith. I knew that I, I understood the prayers. I understood like who Jesus was. I understood the Holy spirit. I understood the Eucharist. I understood like all the parts, all the moving parts, but like, I didn't have that relationship. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I went to camps and understood the relationship that I have with Jesus mm-hmm. and understanding how I pray with Jesus, because it was like, I only did the regimented prayer sure. and not like the spontaneous prayer. Mm-hmm. And that really changed my whole life changed everything I did. Uh, It changed my friend group. It changed everything. It changed how I dated. It changed my whole world and for the better, obviously. Um, And I won't say that like everything was roses and hunky dory. Once I knew who Jesus was and once I had Jesus as my best friend, Um, but it made the times that we struggled easier Mm -hmm. for some reason like I just knew that God was gonna be with us and that Jesus was gonna comfort us Mm -hmm. and I just it's been that way since I was in high school I mean I met Tim my husband on a retreat (laughs) like can't get any more prayerful than a retreat I I met him on a retreat The day after the retreat was Valentine's Day, and he sent me a Valentine, and it was super cute, and I had no idea he was interested, Um, and we went on our first date, and it just, it, it went from there, like, we got married probably less than two years after our first date, and when we were dating, he actually said to me, I thought about going into the priesthood, but I didn't want to give up the option of a family. Mm. He said, so I really prayed about it and I've really thought about it. And I think that my calling is to be a deacon. Mm. So he thought about that when we were dating. Mm -hmm. Um, And after 10 years of marriage and then some, he applied to the diaconate. And that was like another whole level to our faith life Mm -hmm. because I was going to like all of his classes. I was praying with all the guys in formation. So it was like this little community of like prayer groupies that are super excited about their faith. Mm -hmm. And it was nice to be with other wives of men that were going through the formation they sort of understood where you were coming from. And it was interesting during that time, our friends groups changed. Mm -hmm. Um, We lost some friends because of it um, because they just thought we would be too much of a Jesus freak. Sure. (laughs) You know, Um, but I feel like they, it was their loss Mm -hmm. because it changed us, but didn't change us. Does that make sense? Like it, 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 it does. It, it built our relationship better. 
It built mm -hmm. our individual faith life better. And it sort of emulated into making our friends better, our kids better, our family better. Like it just, it just sort of like all connected mm -hmm. when that happened. And um, it, it's been an awesome ride. I'm loving every minute of it. And the fact that my kids go to a Catholic school for high school and Emily goes to early morning mass, 7 a.m. She gets to the school for mass. And I was like, okay, I did something right. Like as a parent, you always <laughs> want to know, did I do this right? Like, yeah. <laughs> did I follow the manual? I have no idea. But you know, like you have a manual? <laughs> yeah, right. Right. I always joke that there's a manual on how to deal with kids. There isn't, but you know, oh, I always tell the kids, let me was. check the manual. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just, it's great. Like to see my kids growing in their faith now. Mm. So it's, it's, it's really kind of nice. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Colleen, what would you I grew up similarly as, as I, I grew up Catholic and, um, I, it, it took me a while to, to, I, I understand what you mean about like the prayers and everything. And then all of a sudden, like trying to form a relationship with Jesus, but like not really knowing that, what that looks like. And people call it all, you know, kind of a different thing, you know, born again, saved, you know, all different. What, what would you say to somebody, you know, I have some friends and I'm pretty sure they'll be listening that, you know, I say they're seeking Jesus, but they don't really know what that looks like. What advice would you give them? Keep your heart open. Mm. Um, definitely don't be closed off. Mm. I find like when you put up that brick wall with Jesus, it just doesn't work. Yeah. If you can take that brick wall and take that mask off and just be with Jesus and pray with him, just the conversation with him is powerful for me. Mm -hmm. um, I know that like throughout my day, I will stop and take a moment just to be like, okay, Jesus, I'm in the midst of something and I don't know what it is and I need your help. So I'm just going to give it all to you. And I'm not going to worry about it. And I'm going to go on with my day and something's going to happen. Whether or not I like it, it might not be the answer I wanted. And I'm a big, <laughs> I'm a big type of person that like, you have to let go and let God, but I'm mm. not the type that lets go. <laughs> I need to be in control. I get it. I get it. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, how do you let go? Um, so I pray for my strength to let go yeah. I, every day because I know I'm the type that I'm just going to rein it in. Maybe I'll take care of this. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. I'll just take this on. Thank you very much. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's, 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 if you're struggling with Jesus, I think it's okay to be like, what is going on? It's okay mm -hmm. to be like, why am I not getting the answers I want? Why is this happening? You know, um, you know, something disastrous happens in your life. Like my dad dying. 
-hmm. I definitely was shell-shocked when he passed. It was unexpected, very sudden. Um, And I really struggled with the whole thing. Like he wasn't supposed to die first. Like he always talked about, and my dad was very morbid. (laughs) Um, We'd go to the cemetery and he'd go to his mother's grave and he'd go, I'm three rows back, two rows over my eternal reward. I'd be like, dad, really? Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, he always talked about death. He was very comfortable with dying. Mm -hmm. He knew that it it was just a fact of life. And so I think when he died, it was like, uh, I understood where he was coming from. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, I had a struggle with the fact that I lost my dad, who was my foundation. But then on the flip side, it made my relationship with my mother stronger, Mm. which has been tremendous. Um, She is the toughest lady I've ever met, my adopted mom. Um, She just, she has been through everything. She's Mm. beaten four cancers. She's had a kidney transplant. She's had a clubbed foot, spina bifida. You name it, this woman has had it. She's like a miracle, medical miracle. She's an enigma. (laughs) Her doctors are always like, why are you still alive? Um, she just, she's a wonderful woman and I am so thankful for her every day for raising me. Um, if it wasn't for her, I don't know where I'd be for Mm -hmm. sure. If it wasn't for my birth mother, making the decision to give me up for adoption, I don't know where I'd be. I probably wouldn't be here. You know, I probably wouldn't have met Tim. I probably wouldn't have my kids. I probably wouldn't have gone to camps. You know, Mm -hmm. like I think about that, like God had a hand in my life, even before I was born because he was working through my birth mother. Mm -hmm. Like I just, I'm, I'm, I'm positive of that. And I know Mm -hmm. that's the case. So, yeah, I love that. I love that. And I can so relate to you with the trying to control things. Yes. Um, I, I actually, I started when I would, I was going back and forth with God on some things. And I just heard him say, like, I want it all. And I'm like, all. And I knew what that meant. (laughs) Yeah, I I knew that meant I want it all good, everything bad ugly, yep. messy, yep. dark. And yep. I'm like, I was like embarrassed of the, yeah. of the darkness of the I ugly, know. of the messy. I was like, I always had it in my head that the Lord wants just like my, my pretty prayers, like my right. beside the bed, you right. know, just hands. But like, I realized that when I give it all to him, like money problems, like, right. you know, depression, everything. anxiety, right. like everything along with the good, along yep. with the, just everything he has it. And like, I, and this is I, the thing. I, like, I, str- yeah. I think we struggle as humans yes. because we're always trying to one up so-and-so, you know, sure. like you're seeing yep. on social media, oh, they have a beautiful house and a wonderful pool. And I'm thinking, 
my house is falling apart. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm not going to post my house, like, on social media, sure. you know. Sure. Like, and so, like, we sort of do that with Jesus. Yeah. We only want to show him the great stuff. Why yep. would we want to show him the ugly stuff? And mm-hmm. so I had to really separate, like, okay, Jesus is not like my friends that are on my social media jesus is a whole nother category yes (laughs) jesus is not going to judge me because i am ugly and my house is not beautiful and is falling apart and needs new windows and you know like it's okay you know like so i guess like for me that's how i had to separate it was jesus is okay with my ugly stuff and I'll just keep everything prim and proper for everybody on social media. <laughs> yeah, I no, I get it. I get it. I, I, um, I, I can so relate to that because I'm like, you know, when I cry and like when I really cry, like I call it like soul crying. Yeah. I'm like, I, you know, tears everywhere, makeup's a mess, yeah. like hair is just a mess, like like snots everywhere yeah. I mean like like cr- like when I when I cry Full like I go for it right and and I'm like you know to I think to humans like you know even if you see your child crying like that you know you still love them of course but in a way you're like wiping their nose and yeah, you know it's right. like and it's, you want to comfort it's, them. it's the human reaction yeah, yeah yeah exactly but God is like it's okay you can give me all of that and I'll yep. love you right where you are yeah. and that's you know you are my so beloved I found child that, like I'm waking up in the middle of the night in the past mm-hmm. few years waking up in the middle of the night worried about whatever I'm worrying about sure you know it could be worried about my mom worried about my yeah. siblings worried about my kids worried about mm-hmm. money you know whatever it is yep I find that's my opportunity to say to Jesus okay it's 3 a.m. Yep. I need you to take this. And these are the things yeah. that I'm worried about. And as long as I list them to him, even though they're ugly and gross and the, mm-hmm. yep. um, <laughs> as long as I list them out, it's like I fall back to sleep. Yes. And I don't know if it's because I've lifted that off of me and said, here, yep. take this. Or what it is, or it's just Jesus telling me to go back to sleep. Uh, I'll take it, whatever it is, yep. because yep. it seems to work. Absolutely. I don't know what it is. It's, it's very funny. Yeah, it's, it's, I have a friend that um, she's in a prayer group that I'm a part of. And she says, you know, sometimes the Lord wakes us up at night because that's when we can listen to him. And when she said that, I was like, wow, is that why I've been waking up at night? <laughs> and I started praying like in the middle of the night. Right. And, yeah. and it was like, and, and now, you know, I'll go and sometimes I'll pray over my kids and, and it's at like, like you said, like two or 3am. So I think in the world, people would be like, what are you doing getting up at two or 3am? Yeah, right. You should just try to go back to sleep. Yeah. But I think it was like, such conscious prayers because at that time you know it's you know if you wake up at that time and you get up like you're like wow I'm like I'm like awake and I don't know it's quiet and it's just a different time 
you know? Um, it is because I think you get so busy with your day and there's so many outside noises throughout the day. I think that even late at night for me, even right before I go to bed, that's the opportunity that I have mm-hmm. to just be one with Jesus, whether it yep. be my structured prayer or mm-hmm. spontaneous prayer. Right. And I sort of combine the both now. Mm-hmm. Um, when Tim was going through the diaconate, we were exposed to what's called the liturgy of the hours. Okay. Which is a prayer um, regiment, I guess. Sure. You would call sure. It. Um, yeah that priests and deacons have to do mm-hmm. and when we were going through formation we would be doing evening so there's like different prayer for every time of the day okay so we would be doing evening prayer right before class and i'd turn and look at tim like they're saying the prayer or the psalm or the reading of the day and i would just turn and look at him and give him a look like are you listening to this? Didn't we just talk about this on the car ride here? Like, weren't we just struggling with this? Like it was inevitable that the prayer mm-hmm. correlated with what I was struggling with that day. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, like this is creepy that this is happening. So like, I've just discovered, like, I don't do it as often as a priest or a deacon would do it, but I do. Sure morning prayer and evening prayer and usually I add spontaneous prayer at the end of it Mm -hmm. and it's my time Mm -hmm. to talk with Jesus and it's just it's such the quiet time like I get up Mm -hmm. earlier than everybody else so that's when I do it in the morning and then at night I usually go to bed early (laughs) because I get up early (laughs) yep yep and that's my time too And it's just so nice to be it. Like I was told, you know, we should try and have at least 1% of our day in prayer. Mm. You know, if you think about it, like five minutes or so, you could handle five minutes. Yeah. Right. right. Yep. And I think that just changes who you are as a person. I agree. If you're praying every day, that's going to change who you are and how you react to situations, how you act to people, how you like, it it just changes everything. Mm -hmm. And I just love that it has made me a better person. Mm -hmm. It's made me stronger in my faith. Mm -hmm. Um, I definitely could not have gone through everything that we have been through in our married life if it wasn't for Jesus Mm -hmm. and for our prayer. I know it wouldn't. Yeah. I know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I can guarantee. (laughs) Yeah. Everything that we have been through with parents getting cancer, with my dad dying, with the issues we've been having with my brother, with, you know, all these things that have sort of like tried to bombard us. Mm-hmm. try to wear us down and I think you know every time we've turned to God turn to Jesus yep. pray to Jesus yep. and I really struggled that early on in our marriage um our first baby I lost in a miscarriage so sorry and you know I'm at the point that it was a blessing 
Mm. in one way or another. Um, We lost the baby on Christmas Eve. So I spent Christmas in the hospital. Um, If I didn't lose that baby, I wouldn't have Emily, my 17-year-old. So, you know, like, I didn't know it at the time. There was a reason that this happened for me to have the blessing of Emily. Mm -hmm. You know, and Tim just kept saying to me, we have to trust in God. And I just remember getting so mad. I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm really angry with God, (laughs) you know? And Tim's like, well, tell him. And I was like, oh, I'm allowed to do that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, like we don't think we're allowed to do that. And I think it was almost therapeutic for me to say, I can't believe on the day of Jesus's birth, Mm. I'm losing my baby, but we're celebrating the birth of Jesus. Mm. And that was really a struggle for me. And I think it wasn't until I had like a down out, dirty yelling match with Jesus. Sure. (laughs) You know, it it just, it was like, that's what I needed. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you need to let it out, let it go, let it just, you know, put it out there and so it it I mean that was the start of our marriage that was two months into our marriage wow um I got pregnant on our honeymoon and um we were married in October and we lost the baby in December so you know to go through that even just when you're first married like when you're first married you're trying to figure out like why are his socks everywhere like (laughs) why does he do the toothpaste like this (laughs) and like why do you talk in your sleep or walk in your sleep like so Tim one night I woke up I was at the end of the bed putting on a second set of PJs and he woke up and he said what are you doing and I said I have to go to the store and he's like no you don't get back into bed I don't remember a lick of it I woke up the next morning and was like, why do I have two sets of PJs on? So yeah, <laughs> God love my husband because he has dealt with me walking in my sleep and talking in my sleep. So, you know, the good Lord gave me a good man because he, you know, he could have walked out a long time ago <laughs> with oh, all my so quirks good. and my idiosyncrasies. So, you know, I think when you're first married, you're struggling with that. Just trying to figure out your nuances with his Mm -hmm. and then to add a miscarriage on top of it or anything traumatic you could lose a family member you could you know anything could happen Mm -hmm. right to just be able to pray through it was what kept us grounded Mm. because if we didn't have that prayer that's where we would have gone off the rails and I truly believe that it's our faith that got us through everything, Absolutely. everything for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I, I hear that different, different struggles, different um, times, but yeah, I, yep. I, I hear that. I would, I, I would literally not be alive if it was not, if it was not for, you know, turning mm-hmm. towards God, you know, and his grace, thank God for his grace. Absolutely. This, this was so good. Thank you for being here today. You're welcome. I love you. Um, awesome. Would you pray us out, Carly? Absolutely.
Heavenly Father, thank you, thank you for this wonderful opportunity to share my witness, mm. to be with Lena, to pray with Lena, and for all those who are watching that maybe they encounter Jesus, maybe something clicks with them, maybe mm. it's just a little reminder that they need. And we love you and we praise you. Amen. 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 Amen.